all that. I have stories about priests that I can tell you that are not great. That sounds like we should cut that because <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you're going to go somewhere really dark. That's for a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How about we do some, like horror stories about our lives? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Shaken Not Scared podcast. Here with you as always, your hosts, Eric and Bibi. Today we're going to be talking about the 2014 movie, Jin, directed by Ajmal Sahir Ahmad. But before we get into that, how are you, Bibi? I'm good. I'm excited because we have another guest today. Yay! Yay. Who is it? It's Bilal. Hello, guys. Thank you so much for bringing me on. I'm like such a big fan. So, I mean, I'm flattered if anything, but I'm excited. <laughs> I mean, like, it's crazy because like I like listen to you guys all the time and I know a lot of my friends do too, like while I'm working out, whatever. But now I'm like talking to you it's weird <laughs> deja vu yourself which is odd yeah i'm probably gonna skip this episode <laughs> like, just, like the one that i don't listen to but you know well yeah i'm i'm really excited and you picked the movie for today yes sir so <laughs> basically i wanted to pick a movie that had some sort of influence to my own culture and i think i feel like my culture my religion isn't really taken in western media that often so I felt like this was a good idea, at least to check out this movie to see what how they did. And yeah, I mean, that's why I think I picked the movie of Jin. And I can go more into detail about, you know, what Jin are and everything in a bit. But yeah, that's that's mainly why we chose it. I have not heard of this movie. Yeah, neither have I. But it sounds like, I mean, you found it just from doing some quick searches, right? Yeah, I remember this. Like, I, I used to go to a private Islamic school, like, back in the day and, like, through middle school. And I just remember, like, we used to, like, discuss these things, you know what I mean? Because obviously they have to do with, like, religion. And, like, my teacher just wanted to, like, hype us up. And he's like, there's a movie coming out about this mm. and back then i wasn't like a big horror fan or whatever so i wasn't really like interested yeah. but now i mean like why not check it out i'm wondering if, even if it is a horror right because as we were watching so, it there's themes yeah. oh yeah yeah I kind of jumbled between a lot of stuff I was <laughs> yeah. when i looked it up it said it was classified as a thriller but there's definitely some like jump scares i definitely don't see thriller <laughs> i was not yeah. thrilled <laughs> <laughs> it was like intention of horror and then i don't think that really they executed yeah it, yeah. Right? yeah the creepy parts were kind of cool and we'll talk about it obviously yeah. when we jump into it before we jump into it i do want to bring out that horrifyingly enough loki ate our table this week <laughs> so you did not have a good week so it was fantastic it's the best week i've ever had but i guess we could just jump into creepy content Bilal, what are you reading what are you watching yeah so recently i mean i've had a lot more time on my hands since like the school year ended i'm a college student if you guys didn't already know and so i found the show on netflix called castlevania it's like an animated series and and honestly, like I binge watched the entire like all four seasons. And I mean, it's like at first I was like, hmm, like I didn't really know how I felt about it. But like it really carried on and the animation is just so good. And basically, if you haven't watched it before, it's basically the storyline is that Count Dracula, his wife gets murdered by humans. And so he wages war on the rest of the humanity, basically. So, I mean, it just carries on to like lots of different plots within there. But it's definitely interesting in those type, that type of creepy stuff. I definitely say you should. So the, the fact that you're, as we said, Zillennial, right? Yeah. Did you know that Castlevania was a video game? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm not that out of it, Eric. <laughs> I was asking her, I just saw the trailer for He-Man. And I was like, do you, you know He-Man? She's like, I knew of him. I didn't really watch it. I was like, what do you mean? I almost flipped the table. <laughs> We've seen the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. We haven't finished the last two because I think you didn't catch up and you were like, wait for me to watch it. So, yeah. No spoilers. Yeah. So. Falling behind. It definitely picks up. And okay. I, the animation definitely is, is really well. Whatever they're yeah. paying those animators, they're paying them good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the animation is really cool. It's really so, cool. It's good too. Is that all you got? And also, I've been catching up with Handmaid's Tale. 
because I just Same. recently started watching it again. Kind of dark, definitely kind of depressing to watch, but I definitely think it's really intriguing. <laughs> definitely <laughs> brightens your day in a different way. <laughs> I highly recommend people to check that out too if you're looking for something more dramatic. Are you watching maybe. season four? Yeah, I'm like yeah. basically up to date. It's a good show. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel really shitty as a man. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, damn. Know your privilege. <laughs> it's funny because that actor, Fred, you know, she's oh, Fred, you know him. The actor who plays Voldemort, he's like related to him. Really? Well, I can kind of see that. Yeah, they look alike, yeah. yeah. Huh. I could be wrong, but I think it's his brother, so it's just funny to see. I want to go into the next episode tomorrow and just imagine him with no nose. He also was in a movie called Shakespeare in Love, which is a romantic comedy, so it's weird to see him play, like, he's really good at being a villain and you freaking hate him. Yeah. Yeah. I hate his essence. I hate him and, okay, listen, <laughs> we can talk about this show. <laughs> him and Serena suck, okay? Yeah. Anything else? That's pretty much it. Cool. What about you? I have not had a lot of time, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but I have been listening to this audiobook while working. TikTok has ruined my life. I say this every episode. <laughs> one day, I'll admit I'm an addict. I've gotten on creepy book TikTok. I started another one. It's called Tender is the Flash by Agustina I Basterica. Basterica I could be her last name. I could be pronouncing it totally wrong. Basterica. Basterica. <laughs> and it's basically the premise is that plague has wiped out all the animals and humankind no longer has animals to eat. And they have resorted to cannibalism to the point where they raise humans as cattle. So there's like the human humans and the not humans that are cattle. So Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If they mass produced and was like allowed by the government. That's basically cool. it. Sounds good. I've literally only read a chapter and I'm already horrified and it's <laughs> addicting. And then we've been watching, I guess, I don't think this is really creepy, but it reminds me of Robot Chicken so much. And we were not allowed to watch Robot Neither Chicken. Neither was I. <laughs> yeah. There's this show on Hulu called... Modoc. Modoc. Yeah, do you know what Modoc stands for? Master of something. No. Like... It's machine only designed... You don't know either. I do. I used to know. <laughs> His name went through so many changes, but originally it was... Everyone's screaming at you right now. They are. Mental organism designed only for killing. Yeah, yeah. something like that. We've been watching it. It's hilarious it's like robot chicken took that villain and made an ordinary person the reason that we're bringing this up probably for horror is because it's not that the show is horror it's gory as hell for some reason like robot chicken yeah. like you would be watching it and suddenly everyone exploded or died in <laughs> robot chicken and you're yeah. like oh okay <laughs> what have you been watching also not creepy but loki started up this week Loki's obviously having a blast because he hears his name a thousand and a half times. Yeah. It's good. The first episode was kind of sad. If you guys are not watching it, you're missing out. It's coming mm -hmm. out every Wednesday mm -hmm. on Disney Plus. So I'm watching that and then Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Season Again. Two. Again. We should I'm just turn into a Handmaid's Tale podcast. We should and we'll have it all back on. Yeah, <laughs> we just like episode. dress up <laughs> with like the red coats and the, right, like, the bonnets. Yep. <laughs> right before we hit record, we're like, ladies, wings. <laughs> just under his eye. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be. Spoiler alert. There's a part where she escaped and she says under his eye to the guy who helps her escape. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. Whatever. And it's kind of like an eye opener for her because she's started to assimilate in a way. Like, yeah. although she's still pretty separate from what's going on, she's still in that habit already of having to say what she has to yeah. say. That, yeah. Like when she's among regular people, it's... So like, odd to her. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's crazy. But that's all I got for creepy content. You guys good? Yeah. All right. Tell us about this drink. So I went with a super obvious choice. The movie's called Gin. So we're having a gin and tonic. 
It's a cranberry gin and tonic. And for Bilal, we have a mocktail. So just do not add gin. So it's just tonic. It's cranberry juice, lemon juice, muddled blueberries, and some tonic on top of it. Actually, we're supposed to top our drinks, but I ran out of space. So once you sip it, we can add some on top because that's how it's... Because I had the gin, but not the tonic part. I also chose cranberry because the gin in the film is like a molten fire demon type presented. Mm -hmm. If you guys want to go ahead and try it. Sure. Yeah. That's pretty nice. Interesting. <laughs> Is this your kind of drink? Honestly, yeah. I mean, like, I I get really excited just when I have any sort of cocktail or, I mean, like, any sort of juice, whatever, because, like, I was always raised, like, my mom didn't let me drink juice because it's unhealthy, mm-hmm. which is kind of sad <laughs> in lots of different ways. She lets me drink, like, sodas and everything, but not juice. That's wow. weird. So that's, I don't know. I mean, so I've, like, cut that out for the most part, but whenever I can drink juice, whenever I get kind of excited. <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Oh, man. You should have told us we're drinking all the juice we have. <laughs> we don't really drink that much juice, actually. We don't. We're a LaCroix family. Just because, like, it was the opposite for us. We were not allowed to drink soda, but we could drink all the juice we wanted, which is still sugary. But (laughs) Uh, the drink was good. It's definitely really fruity and has a really interesting aftertaste, to be honest. I don't know if it's, like, a good aftertaste or a bad aftertaste, but it's just, like, very unique. (laughs) I don't know how else to explain it. (laughs) That might be the tonic because Mm -hmm. it's, like, really bubbly tasting afterwards. It's a citrus tonic. Maybe if you guys use a different type of tonic. Like a regular tonic. This one has, like, a grapefruit aftertaste, I thought. I don't really like grapefruit. I mean, the tonic itself tastes interesting. (laughs) Yeah. I asked you first. I'm sipping. Okay. You're still (laughs) thinking about it? I'm sipping my gin and tonic. Yeah. I think it's pretty good it's like your typical martini drink i think the tonic does help it a little bit actually mm. maybe you guys don't like it i added some and i don't really notice that big a difference from before and after it's just more bubbly i would give it a 3.5 out of 5 i'd give it a 2 a 2 yeah you hate it's sugary. very sweet <laughs> I mean, it's not nasty it's just sweet you just hate what it. about you Mata? out of five i mean honestly i'm just happy i have juice <laughs> so i'll give a four <laughs> yeah it's our first mocktail of the show that's exciting maybe we should at some point bury them stop drinking, <laughs> stop drinking. <laughs> alcoholics <laughs> cool so I'll give you a brief a man turns to a mysterious pair and a shackled mental patient for help in combating an ancient family curse that's it that's it oh okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> again well. super short who writes these? <laughs> very brief. Very brief. Yeah, they're, brief. they're usually either spot on or, or just super big. Long, yeah. yeah. Long and then aren't actually saying anything. No. Yeah, I mean, I wish they, like, I think they could have done a better job, like, enticing it. <laughs> yeah, if I read that, I would not watch this movie. Yeah. I'd be like, what's even happening? All right, well, that being said, maybe yeah. the wall can condense it better in one minute. Okay. <laughs> one, two, three. So basically the movie starts out with uh, taking place in early 1900s India in which a man is uh, battles a jinn which is a mythological creature in both the Middle East and South Asia. Um, The movie talks about the difference between humans made of clay and jinns made of fire and angels made of light. And it uh, takes back to the present day in which a man starts experiencing kind of paranormal incidents and seeing different uh, dark objects. Um, Slowly he starts to like be interacting with them and they end up being really dangerous. He, his wife disappears at some point um, when she gets captured by them. Um, and he turns to the help of a priest as well as another individual who's just been guiding him over the years. Um, and basically, throughout the story, he basically finds out how he has the ability to be a guardian and defeat these jinn. Um, and yeah, the movie ends basically with uh, the main jinn who's been haunting his family for centuries um, being killed and 
him realizing that he's the guardian and his son also potentially guardian in the future. Damn, Damn you came in under two seconds. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I managed. <laughs> so good. That was better than any that me and Eric have ever done. So you killed it. <laughs> you guys want I can do some fun facts about Jin as well. Yeah. So again, the reason I picked this movie is because it really is a representation of my culture. I'm Muslim. I'm Pakistani. And Jin's are really kind of been something that have been talked about since I was young. It's really, I guess... Part of our faith is to believe in them, if anything. So jinns, if I remember correctly from my Arabic days, comes to the word jannah, which means like that which is like hidden or that which is like, you know, not seen. So kind of like this idea that like jinn are the ones that are kind of held responsible for anything paranormal that happens in the world. You know, that's like the, the main belief in the Middle East, South Asia, North Africa, basically. And as the movie kind of talked about is that in the Islamic belief that God created humans made of clay, angels made of light, and jinns made of fire. And basically... I believe in Christianity, Lucifer, the devil, is kind of considered as a fallen angel. That's not necessarily the case in Islam, where Lucifer is actually considered a jinn himself. So basically, when God raises Adam to a higher status than him, he gets jealous. And that's what started basically the jinns against humans, because they dislike that humans are raised to a higher status than jinns. So that's kind of like the the basis of a lot of what like are the tales of jinn are. There's people who definitely believe in them. And then there's lots of just like, you know, stories that people bring up. You know, I've heard tons of them growing up, like as a way just to scare us. <laughs> uh, but like come going places or randomly. Specifically, they're told like, you know, they were like, okay, you know, you shouldn't be going out at night. Don't go to abandoned places. Especially we've been told that like they like to hang out in like really dirty areas, like unhygienic area so that's why like everyone's really big on hygiene mm. like there's a whole prayer you have to say before you go in the bathroom and stuff you know really? so yeah like it's stuff like that that i think that it's definitely well known about i think i mean i want to mention this as well that like i think what i found interesting about the movie is that they really actually took gins as gins as opposed to the western audience people really know gins as genies i mean and people think of it as like robin williams aladdin you know sing mm-hmm. musical stuff but that's not really entirely <laughs> accurate you know and there are like go- both good gins and bad gins as they say the bad gins are you know followers of satan they're, they're called shayateen basically but yeah i mean there's definitely like the stories that i've heard all about like them you know possessing people or like you know torturing people or whatnot so yeah that's kind of <laughs> in a nutshell what the background of gins <laughs> that's awesome didn't think about the the urban legend side of it right is that you said that you were told by your parents yeah don't do this because the gin will yeah come on. It's, whereas other cultures i guess will just say it's this other thing yeah. and we'll give those specific things a name versus just saying it's this just negative entity we're generally told just like just stay away from them altogether you know um, but i mean they're even the good ones even the good ones just because you don't know their intentions mm. and apparently i mean from what we've been told also is like they are similar to us is that like they are like they have the ability to free will they get married they reproduce they live much longer lives i should have also mentioned that they're they're not really corporeal they're like made of like what's described as like smokeless fire so that's kind of the the concept of them, if anything, that they're kind of everywhere, you know, when you think about it. Like, even the good gins are, like, constantly going through your house. <laughs> As weird as I guarantee there are probably some here. So, hello, <laughs> gins. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. So, the movie actually didn't do terrible at portraying them? I feel like it did the main, like, I can't be complaining because, again, like, gins aren't really represented, like, as well, or just, like, I think things in my culture. But I felt like just the overall, like, the way human beings are kind of interacting with them is, I think, was really different. Mainly because I think gins are really, if you do anything with gins, it's considered almost black magic, you know? Mm. Like, the way that that's done, any sort of curse, whatever. Like, I know, like, like, like Wicca and stuff like yeah. that. Like, it's like, there's not all bad, you know what I mean? We do, like, it's kind of like, there's a big, big principle that, like, 
you know, what you do unto others would happen unto you, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not really the case with black magic. It's basically making a contract with a djinn to do something for you. And from what I've heard, I mean, because we've always been told, like, you, you'd be damned to hell if you ever tried doing anything like that. But it's like the way you get in contact with them is that you need to degrade yourself, basically, in ways. Mm -hmm. So there's lots of, like, rituals that you need to do. They like to see human beings, like, belittle themselves. Like, I, I mean, I've only heard things where just, like, you go into, like, you know, a secluded area. And eventually you start hearing things. And then you, like, you light certain candles. Then you, like, sometimes they ask you to, like, to pee on yourself and random other things, basically. Like that type of degrading, basically, or hit themselves. So that's how you kind of get in contact with them. And then eventually they, they do things for you. I would hate to sound ignorant. It's just that I'd have lots of thoughts around just that whole story, right? Because mm -hmm. it's confusing. It, even while we were watching mm -hmm. the movie, I brought up, like, where are the angels in this? Because yeah. the story is that there are good and bad. But then jinns as a whole are seen as holistically bad, although there are it's like yeah. confusing yeah thing, right? i don't know if the movie truly captured it all i think that it was just kind of i think they should have brought in how angels play in this too because they're just told angels and <laughs> nothing really yeah. came out that's why i thought one of the characters yeah. was an angel because his yeah. name is one of the most important yeah. in christian yeah i mean yeah. in islam too i mean i don't know why they call him gabriel that kind of like came us all i mean we call him jibril same thing mm -hmm. but i'm like that kind of threw everyone off i feel like is this an angel but yeah. turns out he's a jinn himself but like Which a good jinn twist i guess right yeah yeah for, um, for someone who knows the yeah lore, yeah yeah. So do we get into the movie? Yeah, we do. This is exciting. I'm glad that you have that background. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I guess watching it when you don't know about it, you just kind of think like, this is a little bit of a cheesy storyline. Yeah, it's like obvious. That. It definitely that. is. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. It's definitely a really cheesy storyline. There yeah. are some things though, that are obviously probably incorrect. Like when we started to bring up how Christianity was brought into the yeah. light and yeah. very heavily emphasized, like they needed the help of Christians to, and at the end you see there's also Jewish themes, but mm -hmm. that this movie couldn't exist without having Christianity in it. Did yeah. I mean, we I felt, I feel like, it, cause I mean, jinns are definitely, if you go into like the Middle East, there's definitely like Christian Arabs and Jewish Arabs who believe in that too. But the problem that I had is like the way they dealt with the jinns in the story, like the way you're supposed to like, you know, get rid of them or fight them all comes from like Islamic roots. Like the prayer that they say, like, I would have meaning I seek refuge with God from Satan, whatever. That's an Islamic phrase. You know what I mean? We say that all the time. And like the entire movie, they never really go and talk to anyone who's actually Muslim or whatever. They just yeah. hang with the priest. And like, how does the priest know all this? <laughs> yeah. you know it's true. You're like, you said, oh, finally they go to one religious yeah. temple and it's not Christian. No, and it's glazed over. It's yeah. really glazed It's like, over. we need to go get holy water from Mecca. Yeah. And that's when you see the... The mosque. Sorry, the mosque, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time you ever see anything else yeah. that's not Christian. Yeah, and I think it's, it's just strange because, I mean, if it, if the movie is trying to portray, like, how different religions all have to do with, like... I, I definitely think, like, all, like, paranormal has like a common in all faiths religions but like if they showed that kind of perspective that like each individual faith is like exercising the demon their own way but they kind of just all stole from one source and then didn't really implement it throughout but i definitely i mean my personal opinion i feel like it was kind of whitewashed mm -hmm. yeah in the reality sure. of things we talked about this when we did the la llorona episode mm -hmm. it was the same deal although the director is maybe you know, of the descent that would apply to this story la llorona was i believe a mexican or hispanic latino whatever it was director so you think oh it's probably going to be okay right to mm -hmm. some extent and so then this director ajmal sahir ahmad right you think like okay he probably knows the, the story yeah. here right but then you think that there are probably also outside forces that make yeah, exactly I, I think things i think definitely like because you can tell like the pieces of stuff is there you know what i mean like if they wanted to research knowing these prayers and stuff like that and like zamzam water and stuff like that like they they know their stuff but it's like the way they implemented it it was like i guess maybe just 
has to do with Hollywood whitewashing and stuff like that. That you need to have some exterior, you know, Western presence in the way yeah. to tell a story. But I think they feel like it will not sell if there is no like Western presence in the movie, which I feel like ruins it. On the La Llorona episode, we were talking about how the movie takes place with a white family in focus, and it takes place in America. I'm and like, it's why like, why would that happen? The husband who's dead is Hispanic, so it's like, okay, the kids are Hispanic, but, but he's like, dead. But he's dead. And we were saying how much better it would have been if this movie took place in Mexico, but Hollywood affects it. The people who are like, no, that's not going to sell, changed everything. And so mm. you don't get the full length of what could possibly be a great story. Yeah, 100%. I think that is changing, though. I think people are getting tired of seeing the same, same actors, yeah. the same type of stories told. So I don't know, maybe a couple years down the road, we'll get better versions of those two movies. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, like, for example, when you think of the Snarly Horror, but like you think of the movie like Black Panther, like that was a huge success because it spoke to a lot of African individuals, African-American individuals. And I think that had an entirely black cast. So I think... Things like that are going to be really pushing Hollywood as well, that people want to see content like that, like that are culturally enriched. And I think they think that by, I guess, changing up the storyline, it's going to get them more profit. But their their bigger appeal, who they're appealing to, I think has changed overall. And I think they're, yeah. they're slowly realizing that. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a while. Shall we get into it? Yeah, let's dive in. So I think, I mean, like overall, I think the movie was pretty decent. I think the script was kind of strange. <laughs> Not gonna lie, it was just kind of all over the place. I was surprised at first when the movie started because like he was speaking in Urdu, which is my language, so I could understand stuff. But then the jinn started like speaking in English afterwards. Like he just switched over and I was A like, very huh? exaggerated English. Yeah, too. I was just like, huh? Like the dude can't even understand you. <laughs> That's true. How would he know what you're saying? Like, yeah. Well, I was thinking about how much scarier would it be for that man to see this jinn and you're thinking it's going to talk to him in his language. Or You said it's Orthu? And he speaks in English, so it's also foreign to him. And he's like, ah, what's it saying? And then he's like, a white man. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had captions too. Wouldn't they just carry that out? I feel like that would keep it. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Weird choice. I didn't yeah. even notice that. Before yeah. we get introduced to this hero, uh, it seems like the actor was the same one, right? Did, I think so. That, yeah, right? yeah, he was just playing through flashbacks it kind of looked like his face yeah. just had facial yeah. hair and then no facial hair <laughs> they're like different <laughs> characters <laughs> they won't be able to tell the difference <laughs> no. but we do get the legend you know the angels are light the man is made of clay fire is gins and if you feel we are mentioning it a lot it is because it is brought up like every 20 <laughs> minutes in this movie it is. And, and it's the... like we get yeah we get it we heard it in the beginning yeah <laughs> Well, that's why I thought that the angels were, were going to come. Yeah, to I thought so too. I mean, I just, I feel like if you're going to, instead of like focusing so much on that, I'm like, you could have done so much more <laughs> in regards to like, why do de- like jinns hate humans so much? Why didn't you explore that? You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like they're just really angry people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think they're just a lot, they have a potential to, I guess, really show the human interaction as opposed to like the complexity of that. Even like black magic type stuff, like I was seeing yeah. earlier, like, you know, how people still connect with jinns and do these things and good jinns too it's not just some random jinn who there was basically in the movie gabriel basically who was a protector basically of him who just kind of come through like it's just kind of strange it's like a guard he was almost like a guardian angel but he was an angel yeah. they could have just made him an angel i don't know what you would have yeah, i'm thinking that what if uh, they had said what if we make it like this where the angels also have some heavy involvement but then it's going to be an angel and jinn movie instead yeah. and that would be too close to angels and demons yeah. wasn't that a movie too i think so but so I- like it's just gonna be like angels and jinns yeah which maybe would have been cool too, but yeah. I guess they're like, well, the movie's about jinns. Let's not focus so much on angels. Right? Yeah. yeah. But we get that opening sequence where they are battling, even though they're speaking different languages, they understand each other. We find out 
that this man is kind of putting religious relics around him, trying to trap the jinn. It seems like he was sent to save a little girl who was, yeah. who was stolen by the jinn. That never comes into play yeah. later. I was really no. confused by that too. I was like, did he? Because he said like, like it seemed like she had died already, and he just taken the body or something. But he's like, give us back the girl, but she's already dead. And I was just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it would make sense if he was trying to save her soul, but I don't think that's ever said. He said the soul has left, mm. so it was like, okay, then what like, is he saving? Was it like possession or something? Because that would make sense. You yeah. know what I mean? But yeah. The, a lot of stuff was confusing. That's why I was interested in seeing what your takes were because I was like, I'm confused, but it could just be because I don't know. You don't know the legend. Yeah. This movie's already going and thinking the audience knows the legend. Yeah. But then why whitewash it? Exactly. Because then they're not going to know. So he's got a violet quid. I, I thought it was cool that he had those relics or whatever it was that he threw around. But the the gin, let's describe the gin, right? The gin is just, it looks like a man crouched or kind of sitting with his legs folded in the center of a room where it's completely dark and the light is shining over his, Very over blue him with his long hair. Mm-hmm. He looks kind of thin. Looks like Gollum. Almost. Yeah. yeah, he does. <laughs> Which I think Gollum are in Jewish folklore men yeah. made of clay. Yeah. So that might have been on purpose. Yeah. I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> they definitely didn't have much Jewish influence in this as well. They there could was have, like yeah. a couple of hints at the yeah. end. Yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think they did a pretty decent job making them kind of look kind of scary. I think throughout the movie, like, the hard thing for me is, like, in the beginning, they showed the Jin as, like, that one guy, you know what I mean, who's, like, you know, has, like, really drenched in, like, darkness and kind of, like, has really long hair and kind of nasty looking. But then when you see Jin's in the rest of the movie, they're, like, presented as, like, made fiery creatures, whatever, mm-hmm. and they don't really connect that. So you're just like, are these two different things? But yeah, I mean, I think... They did a pretty decent job. They kind of made them look like Dementors at some point, and I was just like, (laughs) I was like, huh? (laughs) Maybe the thought is that they can make their form change. Yeah, I mean that's definitely part of the lore as well. Like they're known to be shape shifting, whatever. Um, I was gonna say I forgot that generally there's three types of gin. There's gin that fly, and then there's gins that like just walk around just like us. And generally they like to stay in like bad gins like to stay in like unclean places. And the last gins are ones that transform into animals, and Mm -hmm. they transfer it into black dogs a lot too. So good, Mm -hmm. Loki's black. Loki's a gin. That would explain a lot actually. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> my table. Yeah. With this battle, we get the backstory that this jinn has cursed this man's family, saying, I will hunt down your children and your children's children for generations the end of time. and generations and generations. And the battle kind of ends with no conclusion. The holy water is thrown to the side and it kind of ends with them just like running at each other. Yeah, with a knife or whatever that yeah. sword it, is. It gets reused again later. Yeah. I think it was supposed to say that he is reincarnated or something like that. Yeah, this is basically just no? setting up the... I mean, that's, that's the vibe I, mean, I got. You made a face, but it's No, like... I'm just like, it's weird because like <laughs> reincarnation is not a concept in Islam at all. So it's like, what I don't know. I just like, what is their intent? What yeah. are they trying to do here? I just feel like overall, like the way they dealt with jinns, it was just so like, there's like, I know so many different ways that people have told me like, oh, this is how you protect yourself good jinns and stuff but like they only focus on like one verse that's it and then the holy water i mean that's not really even a thing to be honest i was gonna so say it's just like about. i was just like this is like kind of i mean that's just like really good drinking water <laughs> yeah <laughs> you mean? like it's good like it's definitely like holy in that sense but it's not like no one uses that for like that the, purpose that holy water thing was very catholic yeah like why couldn't they just use that then <laughs> yeah. at this point yeah i was gonna say that was weird to me the yeah. whole they use the holy water a lot that well, that's the whole reason he goes and shows the mosque. Remember, is he goes to Mecca to get holy water and ends up being how they kill They're it. They're like, this just is the like only Leodona. way we could tie it in. They yeah. kill it just like let's, in Leodona. Let's get okay. to that because I got opinions about <laughs> but that. But we were talking about on the, that episode as well that they do the bare like aside from it sounds like you said it's like accurate to an extent, right? But they do like the bare minimum research and are yeah. like, how do we change it to make it like 
digestible yeah. by the viewer, but it still wasn't digestible even exactly. what they changed. It's like also gins aren't like corporeal to the point that like they like you can grapple with them and you're wrestling yeah. and They're I'm just literally like, literally I'm just like, what is this? And like at the end of like towards the end of the movie, this guy is literally like having a full on fight with him and like you know, because he has his guardian powers. I mean, we'll get to that later, but like literally like knifing him. And I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> like, like gins don't care that much. <laughs> They're not that involved. Exactly. Yeah. They really, really like the martial arts in this movie. So much tackling. But it is modern day. We get introduced to this family. At the beginning uh, opening shot, we get a very lingering shot of the water fountain that comes into play later. Do we? We do, because I saw that. I was like, that's going to come into play or something later. <laughs> it's a very long, lingering shot. And then you see the family. It just implies that they were like, remember that fountain? Remember it. <laughs> it's going to be important. Yeah. Basically, it's foreshadowing. Mm, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. We find out that it is Sean and Jasmine who live there. It is Sean's birthday. And he is delivered a, a gift. Box. It has a VHS in it. And it says, happy birthday, Sean. And immediately after this, there was like no real transition, but they look out the window and there's that cardboard cutout across yeah. the street. Did, did you what feel like there think? was any good transition there? It was like, no, look, it was here's this weird. Gift. No. Well, look at what's in that window over there. The transition in these movies is ridiculous. <laughs> Both in like cutting, like, <laughs> like directing and also just the script writing itself. <laughs> yeah. And this is one of them where they're like, oh, hey, notice that creepy cardboard. And the wife's like, it's been standing there like that for two days. So, oh, the cardboard is creepy. Like, you know, if you don't really want to call this movie, horror i thought if i saw that out of my window just someone standing there like it's with like their with hand, the hand in, up waving i'd be like even if it was a cardboard i'd be like the neighbors are creeps why are they doing <laughs> the neighbors that? are socializing with us <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no <laughs> we have to move <laughs> when i grew up there was a front neighbor who had foil on all his windows and doors all of them. like we never really saw him the only time we would see him was when he would cut his grass mm-hmm. but i used to help his neighbor i was like an old man i used to help him out and he would tell me all these weird stories he's like we were like one of the first few people who lived in these houses he used to invite me for all kinds of weird shit. Like, he oh, wanted no. me to build a plane with him in his basement mm. to leave the U.S. He's a freaking weirdo. That guy was a predator, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to get you into your basement. Yeah, he's still there. But and he's like, nice, he's nice to my He's mom. listening to this right now. Just like, he's listening to this podcast like, like they're on to me. <laughs> <laughs> they know too much. He doesn't listen when we post them. He listens as we record them because oh. he's hacking into my laptop. Um, <laughs> anyways. <to> <laughs> Don't hurt. How did we get on this topic? The weird neighbors. The, the weird cardboard, neighbors cardboard with the cardboard. Cutout. I think they just said that he's like a printer dude, right? That the guy who lives there is just a guy who cuts and does that for work or something. How convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Way to like patch up that hole. Yeah. We have Sean having a nightmare, it seems like, of his wife being dragged into hell. Yeah. Like she's mm-hmm. on fire. It's a reoccurring dream, too, where he just keeps dreaming fire. But then it ends up having something to do with his upbringing. But we also get introduced to this man in jail. He's writing on some sort of... Yeah, he's writing symbols, but he's also writing on some sort of map, it seems Yeah, I I couldn't, like, get a close look at it. I was like, is this Arabic? You know, is he, like, writing, like, verses or whatever? But, I mean, it just wasn't... (laughs) It wasn't really apparent, if anything. They just kind of... I guess they were trying to portray him as just, like, a crazy dude. Maybe that worked, at at least for that portion, because they're just... They haven't gotten too much into the lore. So it's just like, oh, yeah, he's this creepy dude. (laughs) Yeah. Insane. chained to a piece or which like i don't sort of think the they do to anyone in mental asylum he has a very giant room yes <laughs> but he's and he's chained, chained to, the to the center of the ground like that's they don't do that that's, no. i hope they don't do that they do it in handmade still <laughs> they go. said that they put him in there because he was spooking other people out or whatever i'm just like <laughs> and that's why really? they changed, that's changed. Re- that guy's religious he's scary we need to put him somewhere else <laughs> he's bald get him away from everyone else <laughs> 
yeah. But then in a, in a quick incident, Gabriel, which we're yeah. introduced as his name, appears to him, and they it's clarified that they sent the gift to Sean, mm-hmm. and that he's got a friend on his side or something like that. A couple friends. We pan back to Sean and Jasmine, who he calls her Jazz, and they're having this very like vague conversation it's very like like you could put anything into this conversation and it would work i got a promotion at the job <laughs> at the factory like like you could say anything but he gets a promotion and then he takes this as the time to say we talked about having a family last week and i think it's time now with this promotion it's time to start having kids no he says i think it's time we do the thing we finally have sex <laughs> yeah. we haven't for years very vague but it turns out she can't have kids yeah she is visibly very emotional about not being able to have children and this man is so angry he leaves i get her being emotional but like wouldn't you tell someone yeah that before <laughs> but you get married exactly i don't know would you because yeah it could be something that you're embarrassed about like, yeah. it could like be oh. i think like perhaps I think the thing is that like they dated and then they got married afterwards too. I think that's like the bigger thing. Like, I mean, during the dating like you know phase maybe, but like to make a commitment to someone and then not tell them that. I think that's. Just, I mean, really, not... he stormed off angrily because he's like counting how much money he's wasted on condoms for however long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we've been using condoms the whole time. That's what I was mad about. <laughs> what were you even on birth control for? <laughs> no, this whole storyline with her is weird because it's like. I, I don't know. It's kind of insensitive to people who really can't have children because yeah. she magically ends up pregnant yeah. later on. So it's like an attempt at giving her some debt, but not really. Because she's off screen for the rest of the movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird storyline. It's another thing of progressing the male story. Lineage. Yeah. But, but progressing the male story to say, it's it's to just give Sean that moment of shock of, but she said she can't have babies. And they're yeah. like, but, but she's she already pregnant. The Holy Spirit has impregnated her. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> we find out that again these jump cuts do not make sense because he's in the car and you're like okay he left because he's upset Mm -hmm. no he went to go view the tape at work on the VHS, we find out that it is... I was wondering where he went. I thought he just went somewhere random as fuck to watch this video. Broken. <laughs> I was like, where did he Popped go? in a VHS. <laughs> he had to look on the internet and find out where the nearest VCR is. <laughs> VCR near me. <laughs> he watches the video and finds out it is a video of his dad. In the video, he says, if you're seeing this, I haven't been in contact with you. I failed you. Know that everything I did was for you and your mother. And this is actually you in the background. So happy birthday. And also... I Luke, I am your father, kind of thing. This scene happens in too many movies, I think. Yeah. They need to figure out a better way to do this. It's like, and if you're watching this, I'm probably dead. I'm already dead. Yeah. yeah. How many times have yeah. we seen that? That's Not, yeah. you know, a lot a thousand of and a half times. Yeah, I mean, it's weird because, like, also they show that he's, like, been adopted later on, too, which I was like, okay, this is kind of weird. But, I mean, what obviously... what happened to his mom? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think she got killed or something, maybe, in, like, whatever... She was the girl in the beginning. Yeah, maybe that's uh, that's it. Basically, but I don't know. Just... I think that was basically he was getting flashbacks in the beginning, like during his dreams, basically. But we find out later that it could be. I mean, we're hypothesizing that was his mom who was also killed during the whole fight with the gins. Mm. Are um, we supposed to understand too that not much has happened since the flashback and today? Because I think the uncle's like I was also the son of uh, Billy. I didn't write Jahangir, yeah. Yeah, which I'm assuming is that character in the beginning. So yeah. it means that there was only like two, three generations between yeah. that flashback and the current. Yeah, because it was, I think, in like 
1901 or something. Yeah, mm. he's so, his yeah, great grandpa. Yeah, that would be like three generations, mm-hmm. I think. So the mom, depending so, on how young mm-hmm. you have kids. Yeah, so the mom maybe wouldn't have too much to do with anything. We're, we're skipping ahead, but it's revealed that the parents who adopted him are white. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we only saw one at first, and I was like, okay, maybe the dad's gonna. Do yeah, it. Like, he he married a white lady too. Yeah, and they're just both. Yeah, I was like, white. I mean, this is why they're explaining. Maybe like, oh, that's why he doesn't know things. I'm like, no. <laughs> was it really that hard to not give him brown parents? <laughs> His adoptive parents could have also been brown. <laughs> well, and they said that they knew his dad. Yeah. And I always thought, I mean, this is probably kind of insensitive of me to say, but like, I have yet to meet a brown person named Sean. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I think we were watching this movie with Yessi, which is Vivi's sister. And she pointed out that like in one of the documents they showed, his name is spelled like S-H-A-N, Sean. So I think like that's a name. So I'm like mm. wondering if his name was Sean. And then just because he got adopted by white people, he's called Sean. Mm-hmm. I, mean, so, I mean, that's like, if I mean, my name's Bilal. It's like, I'd go by Bill. <laughs> I mean, by the same logic, I thought that the reason they named the, his wife Jasmine was to be like, Jasmine's the name of Jasmine and Aladdin. Oh. <laughs> I'm, serious. Even, I'm serious. I'm serious. Not even you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. She's white, but let's also make her Jasmine. Yeah. Yes, but he views the video and it essentially tells him that he is experiencing paranormal things. Things will only get stranger from here and that it is his kind of like familial duty to fight against these. The father doesn't say Jin exactly, but that's where he's going with this. Like, you will face this thing that's about to happen. The video also warns him that he has friends that will help him. They're the ones that sent him the video. He gets in the car from having watched this video and in the back seat, he kind of like materializes. This this effect was actually mm-hmm. pretty cool. It wasn't bad. He materializes mm-hmm. and like whispers his wife's mm-hmm. name and then... Let's he, point out that the face looks like it's like burning coal. Which it's like, they yeah, it's like molten yeah. lava. If they carried that out, <laughs> that would be so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but then it gets weirder. At that moment, I thought the movie might be good because this was already like 20 minutes yeah. into the movie mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, maybe it is going to be pretty scary and they're going to do something right with this Yeah, joke. they did a couple jump scares and stuff but once they brought in this like superhero story it was kind of weird yeah i wish they didn't do that to be honest i wish it was just more like okay we have to deal with them and like we're just normal individuals because that's what everyone does you know and i mean i think like the animation overall it was good like like, i've compared to a lot of other horror films and stuff like that i mean it's not really horror but like compared to a lot of things it's pretty decent but i just i think the script really just (laughs) undermines the writing was uh pretty lazy in the car, him being freaked out, we also get like a slam on the car window and then he races home because he's afraid. And he's looking for his wife. He finds the house in disarray a bit. There's the paper fluttering and this is a, an effect that happens throughout the rest of the movie that when gins were present, there's pages that are kind of floating around. Is that a thing? I mean... Did you notice that every time? Yeah, I mean, that I noticed in the movie, but I mean, I guess gins are known to like be kind of like, I guess, like a nuisance, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, yeah, like things move around. Again, like they're basically the explanation for anything par- paranormal. So mm-hmm. everyone's like oh my gosh i left this here and now it's there gin yeah. <laughs> i mean people are a lot paranoid like that in my culture a lot too it's just like mm. you yeah. see like you know footsteps upstairs it must be a gin and i mean again like that's stories of this knows are the same yeah. way yeah. i think again everyone has a cultural thing like everyone that. has like a cultural thing yeah. that's like this is the reason things are scary well that's what yeah. i was saying that i think it's interesting that they say that they just blame gins and we have to give them a name for some reason like, yeah it's all just be negative entities that all yeah. fit one across cultures yeah yeah it's our bad fucking attitude. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting just to see those small little things as well. Because, like, again, look, we've I've heard so many stories like this <laughs> growing up, you know. And, like, I've had, like, one or two paranormal incidents happen to me as well. And I remember also my grandma. So she has dementia. So, like, we were I was, like, talking to her a while back just to, like, I'm trying to, like, get more of her past and everything so, so it can be recorded. And she was telling me that my great-great-grandpa, he was an exorcist, actually. 
And he like, you know, used to like go and deal with a lot of these cases, you know what I mean, where people were possessed. But there are other people in the family who think that it's the opposite. He actually did black magic and he actually worked with gins. And then there's lots of other random stories in my family too. Like apparently one of my great aunts, she had like three brothers and they all were strangled to death by gins and stuff like that. But yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's like small things that are like, it's interesting. I guess I wish that type thing would be brought more into the movie but just the fact that it's kind of put you know in at least put into a script somehow (laughs) i think it's it's nice (laughs) even if it was some sort of like chronicles of jinn story yeah oh yeah like if we saw like an anthology anthology. Yeah. yeah Yeah, like the haunted ones. Like I'm sure they have like Netflix, whatever, and they just like have people talking about their experiences. Yeah. But so yeah, he gets home and the house is like in in disarray, and he's like, Jasmine, Jasmine. He thinks like normal people broken, not paranormal. As entities. the police said. <laughs> yeah. Uh, drunk brat boy. Exactly. <laughs> I got triggered a little. Yes. <laughs> As the police are saying that, Jasmine walks in totally fine. She's like, I went for a walk blowing off some steam after the cops leave she's like i'm gonna let you go because i don't want my inability to have kids to affect you and your life and your you want kids and he's like no i'll never let you go yeah and, and this is kind of to cement how important she is to him and later on when she gets kidnapped kind of advance the story it is i believe that same night where the paranormal starts to ramp up a bit the cardboard starts yeah. to move. The cardboard moves. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. I would be like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah. And stuff starts flying around the house, right? No. no I think he that... picks up the phone and immediately they're in the car in the next but scene. But no, no, his like, furniture cut. got overturned again. They like put everything away and then they fell asleep. And then when he woke up in the middle of the night again, everything's all disarray again. And mm-hmm. then they see the cardboard and they're like, let's get out. <laughs> but yeah. then like Eric said, like now they're on a phone call. because someone scene. In the yeah, car. In the car. <laughs> and it's like Gabriel calling him just like, you know, come here to this church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This has just happened in your house and a strange man you don't know has called you and is like, go to church. And, and you're like, yes, no, you're going to murder me there. I mean, to be That's honest, true. if I had like a random number calling me, I'm not going to pick it up. First of all, I don't answer my phone. <laughs> like, text me? No. Text, oh, I got a text saying we got to go to the Send church. Me a Snapchat, though. <laughs> I don't even think Snapchat's <laughs> relevant anymore. Is it? I don't have Snapchat. No, people it's don't. It's not relevant to me. It. I don't think so. Somebody was talking about Snapchat today. You and Yessie. Yo, because they had your birth chart on there. That's how they're trying to stay relevant mm. yeah anyway <laughs> so he listens to this phone call and goes to this church he's like yes sir i will immediately gabriel's like hey it's me i'm gabriel i'm the guy who's been watching you all your life you're safe here though and it's weird because it's just like like they never show him anywhere else you know even when he's a kid they don't show him like i you know it would be cool if they had some sort of connection of like back then in 1900s or whatever like why is this guy, this Jinda, like, involved? <laughs> you know what would have been a great opportunity that in the flashbacks that he has later as a kid where he's watching the fire yeah. and he's like, his dad is telling him to, like, leave the yeah. fire and to stay outside. And there's so many flashbacks of his dad being the one who takes him outside. Yeah. It should have been Gabriel. To tie yeah. him in a little yeah. better. <laughs> I've watched you all your life. I've protected you. Except that not. one time. Yeah. And then we get the explanation again of the legend. Did you notice that he said that there's the story of three and then they mentioned there's the story of four? What was the fourth one? Basically what he was trying to say is like, like the bad jinn are called shayatin, which are basically like the people who listen to Satan, whatever. So they're the ones who do bad. They're the ones who like, you know, pe- make people do black magic with and everything. Those are the ones you gotta be worried about, you know? Yeah, I think that's what he was trying to get at. But we also get that classic hero does not believe the paranormal is happening scene. Where laughs they, at their face. They laugh at it, even though they've just experienced some shit. They also explain that this is odd. He's like, ghosts, demons, poltergeists, none of that exists. But I thought, like, jinns were the equivalent to demons. If we want to, like, touch on that these Christians are helping this man with this Muslim creature, wouldn't they be like, demons are our 
yeah. version of Jin's. Exactly. I thought, like, why don't you just do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's true. And, like, I guess their whole, when they really goes into, like, the priest there, when he goes to the church, whatever, is kind of telling him about, you know, all these things you have to do and, like, giving him, like, that sword thingy as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just like, why couldn't you just, like, show your, like, your Christian prayers? Because, like, I mean, like, like you know, when you go in, like, different movies, like The Conjuring and, like, other, like, you know, when you had the priest come in with, like, a cross, whatever, like, why don't you just do that? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same concept, you know, if you're really trying to show this, like, unification of three different faiths, which was the kind of, I mean, that's, like, the title. There's tons like, of parallels. Yeah. Yeah, tons of parallels across the religions. Like, mm-hmm. why not just say, yeah, to you it's this, and to us yeah. it's that. Exactly. And, you know, we're, we're fighting the same battle, but mm-hmm. this time it's affecting you. But this kind of, like, weird scene, he gives him a sword, and then he also says, ask the walkers about me. And this is where we find out that he has been adopted by right. white parents, and he's like, this priest said to ask you what is happening, and he's like, oh yeah, he's the priest that, like, basically set up your adoption. He told us to never take off your necklace, which is, I don't think, really explored. I, I wish they, like, told a little bit more about what that necklace is. Because I've, I've heard of things like that, like 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 talisman type things. I feel like yeah. all cultures have that, some sort of, like, holy verse. But Essentially, I guess, like, a cross. Yeah. You know, like... But does it really save him at all at no, any point? No, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> There's that scene where he's going to do the chilla, and he takes it off. Mm-hmm. I thought they said never to take it off. The parents mm-hmm. said, the priest said, under, under no circumstances, showers, baths. Take it off. Take it off. Jasmine goes outside with Sean and they're like, what the hell is happening? She's trying to like convince them to run away. But like, I don't think anything that bad has happened yet for her to be freaking out this much. (laughs) She's like ready to run across the country. She's more frantic about this than when they left the house earlier. Yeah. Yeah. At this scene where she's freaking out, she gets yanked into the forest. We are introduced to the djinn. Sean starts to get pulled by a sewer. It's like a black cloud. He grabs the, the sewer edge. Yeah. And then in the distance, as the smoke disappears, the djinn is upside down and crawling. Mm. Exorcist-style the... kind of crawling. Mm. I didn't think the smoke effect was that cool. It mm. was like kind of like early 2000s. Like the mentor stuff again. <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. Like it went on for too long. Like maybe if you mm. saw it for like a minute, it would have been okay. But mm. it, like they had it going for too long. But yeah, I think the, the creepy like crawling upside down mm. thing could make this film like a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. That's a very horror movie. He also gets trope. yanked through the forest by something that seems to be grabbing him by the throat. So it was like Jin's were invisible. Yeah, exactly. That goes into the, the main concept with Jin's are. So I like that. If anything, it was very like all the stories that I heard growing up. It's like that. You know what I mean? Where you're being flung around by something you can't see, you know? So he gets pulled up to the street, being hung, he's choking. And this is the part that I thought was cool, that the djinn comes from the distance in the darkness and then just gets raised up by this black cloud stuff that's been around them. Which and you, you notice... see its true face, right? It's molten, and it starts to talk to him. I don't know if you notice, this happens a lot in this movie where people get raised or elevated. And I feel like they spent their entire stunt double <laughs> budget on just levitating people. Because it happens a lot in this movie. That's true. But the djinns, I mean, just levitate the entire time, so maybe that's why. They were like, yeah. well, we have all this rope hanging around. <laughs> Let's make everyone love it. (laughs) The djinn is talking to him and is like, I'm here for you. I've been following you your whole life. And this guy, he uses a knife out of nowhere and slashes its face. Then it drops him from like 30, 40 feet up. Next scene is Gabriel and the priest walking through the church and saying like, nah, he's got to believe us. We need him on our side. He just magically appears in the church afterwards. He does. They don't really go into him like grieving. Like, I mean, they kind of just show like, oh yeah, he's sad about... His wife and everything, but like they don't look make him look for her or anything like that either. I'm just like the cuts are weird. Yeah, it's very strange. Is this the scene where he gets like the background of his family? Yeah, he's talking to the priest and he's like, "I thought you said that they'd fear me," and they're like, "Well, they didn't." And (laughs) (laughs) Sean continues to have that dream of the house that's on fire. It's kind of clarified that. All his life, he's been protected by not only his dad, who went through the same thing, but 
he has been protected because he has this purpose. So I kind of felt like that was weird because is it to imply that he's the one? Was he supposed to be the special one of all of them in the generations that would be the one who saves them from the jinns? Yeah, or was it just to continue that? In forever? case, in case we didn't make that clear, he's his family's being singled out by the jinn because they're supposed to possess some sort of power to defeat jinns, and they don't know which male in the the, the lineage, yeah, it, the yeah. lineage it would be. So they just kill them all. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought it was odd that they were trying to protect his wife and the baby. Because they were like, is the baby important then or is he? Yeah. Right. Which that, we which can talk about at the end. Yeah. yeah. They go to the asylum, mm-hmm. which is where the guy from earlier we had seen with the chain. Mm-hmm. We find out it is actually his uncle. Through flashbacks, the uncle mm-hmm. grabs his head and sends him flying through what had happened in the beginning. His upbringing, some other side stuff that had to do with him and his brother, right? Mm-hmm. And then he's like, you've got to be the one who saves us. A lot of pressure. It didn't really make much sense because he was just like, you know, I wasn't able to, like, I mean, later on we get more into this, but it's just like, he was like, yeah, I couldn't fight them off and that's why I'm here and everything. But then later on, he's just like, completely fine. He's just like, my chilla is completed. <laughs> but I'll get into the chilla stuff later, but... He also shows him that Jazz is pregnant. She's... When she was taken. He's like, you didn't hear it? There was a heartbeat. Like, no, you wouldn't hear that. I love he's like, you're going to have a son. I'm just like. Yes, I love that like, too. He's like, like, it's it's a son. <laughs> like, this family only has boys. That is, that is toxic masculinity. It is. Damn. I didn't even think of that because later we're like, it's a girl. Yeah, no, the whole, I would said that as a joke because they like stress about how it's like the male lineage. Yeah. yeah. Even if it was a girl, who fucking cares? She could probably yeah. kick their asses faster than they did. Yeah. So he's like, but she says she can. He's like, well, she lied. Okay, she, she lied. Fucking lied. No, fucking lied to you. It's also, more the like... baby's mine. Cause I'm a jinn. <laughs> <laughs> no, we get the vibe that because their lineage is so important, it performed miracles, and she was able to get pregnant. Oh, yeah. Is that the point? I think so. Okay. I mean, again, if it was the Gabriel concept, if he was an angel, that would make sense. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> but... that does make more sense. Immaculate. That's true. Yeah. That's why I said that Gabriel's the one who impregnated her. Because he's been there all his life. He's like, I've been there all your life. Even with your wife. That baby does not look like two white people. <laughs> so he's like, she has your kid. You must pass the chilla. And so what is the chilla? So chilla comes from the word jalis, which means 40. And so from what I've always been told is basically like back in the day when like really spiritual people, they'd go away for 40 days, basically, and they isolate themselves. Basically, like similar to like how Buddhist monks kind of do that. Like they like, you know, isolate themselves from like, you know, human other human beings whatever and they just kind of become one with themselves it's like the same concept basically like being one with god and i guess that's what they were trying to portray is like through the chilla you like you're dealing with all your fears and like you know all your outside connections i thought it was kind of weird that they still use that and it's just like some you know creepy i don't know it was just like a weird mind thing like you know that they have to do <laughs> it, it just really didn't make much sense but i mean it didn't I, align with yeah. what it was supposed to be. no yeah. because they portray it as a test like a exactly test mm-hmm. that you have to pass yeah i mean i wish they they made sense of that because like what i've always been taught is like if you don't fear them if you like have like a very solid faith they can't do anything to you so i feel like if they reinforce that like you know you need to make yourself strong as an individual like overcome these tests of fear whatever in order to get to that level that would make sense but it just kind of just like (laughs) yeah and maybe that was their point but like it did not come across exactly he keeps repeating to him you need to pass the chilla pass Mm, the test and he's like angrily saying like he needs to pass the test he he also explains that he's been the one who's been stopping the djinn from finding him which is like mm-hmm. how i thought that's what gabriel's whole life yeah. was for 
I think both of them <laughs> together have been because since he didn't pass his test, he has like some kind of weird connection to them where he can see them often and all the time, which is like the next scene where Sean is kind of trying to process everything his uncle's just told him. And then we get this like creepy old man who starts <laughs> clapping, like a slow clap. It they is all start clapping and the uncle freaks out and is like, they're here, run, run, run. <laughs> and Gabriel commences to just kick everyone Everyone's ass. <laughs> the funniest scene in this entire movie because he's way too intense. He, it's like a guy just, just like the, what do they call the orderly? The orderly yeah. just literally walks out of one of the rooms and just drop kicks him in the face. Drop and kick like, he, everybody. He, he doesn't even have to be possessed yet. Yeah. Just, just random people sitting around playing checkers. Who are not possessed and he's drop kicking everybody. Or Nana. <laughs> yeah. He grabs that one girl and like throws her off the balcony. He was like, I thought he was just knocking them out. I didn't realize he was trying to kill everybody. He's like intense. And then he like drops down in the Avengers. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah he does superhero style because this film could not decide what it wanted to be. This whole next yeah. sequence is just ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They, they blew the entire budget on this piece other than I think the gyms. So. They go run outside and he's like, run to the car, I'll save you because the people run out like zombies. And so Gabriel's eyes start to glow. He's like, very got blue. completely blue eyes, yeah. And he goes into this like mystic world kind of because it's like stars and clouds yeah. and things like that are surrounding him. Yeah, I was like, he got his Biakum gone. <laughs> it, <is. laughs> it, looks so, it looks so different, you know, it was yeah. weird. And it was like, like this time slow down, like a flash type sequence. Yeah. yeah. And did. him just making really excessive movements to cut With the down. Knife. Yeah. He was swinging that knife. He didn't cut anybody. Yeah, that was. He would weird. punch him in the chest. That's the weird part. I was just like, what's the knife for that? Even then? for. Well, I think he was cutting the gin right is that what we're supposed to learn i think so the like interesting maybe spirit. i don't know because when he would palm the people he, he was yeah. honestly doing the biakakan he's doing 64 yeah. palms <laughs> yeah he was palm, like palm strike and he would hit them with his palm it would spark and it was like a cloud would come out from behind mm. them and that's when he would wave the knife something and maybe he was maybe. cutting the clouds yeah. but like does that even make sense you're cutting yeah. clouds. and they chose the weirdest song to do this too because it was like a romantic ballet song <laughs> it was like the music that you see when they're like adopt these dogs because no one else wants yeah them. it was like <laughs> I think I don't know if it's that one or right afterwards basically after he like you know gets done whatever he, he ends up basically getting like killed by a bunch of the other gens whatever after um, he mjolnir's the keys yeah. to Sean yeah cause he has to take him cause Sean is fucking useless and he runs to the car and he's like I don't have the keys this dude's literally battling demons and then he has to stop to Jedi mind trick them back to his from the hand. from inside the asylum from yeah. the key ring and it just smashes through everything <laughs> yes and because of that it distracts him long enough where the Jin start eating him like zombies. There's like yeah. ten movie references in this one scene. <laughs> and I was like, you were just beating them all like nothing, Easily. and then all of a sudden they're, just, <laughs> they're piling up on you. And then random like Pakistani Bollywood music starts playing, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? It they're was. really trying to throw in the culture now. <laughs> the weirdest scene in this movie on the non-Muslim character. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think of that. I basically understood that Gabriel's a Jin. Were you the one who told me that? No, the priest says it. The, the priest says that later. Oh, because he's. After he goes, so Gabriel dies. Thanks. Allegedly. Allegedly. Goes to the priest and he's like, Gabriel's dead. He's like, nah, he was a djinn. And he's, fine. he's like, basically the whole focus on these next few scenes are like Rocky where he has to like train, train. and yeah, mm-hmm. figure out how he's going to get through his chilla and they get the holy water yeah they go to mecca because they're like they can only be the mosque basically yeah (laughs) they're like your chilla has to be in a place where you can oh okay this you know this makes more sense i think he so his work was with a car manufacturer right 
Yeah, so, and so he goes to the car factory. That makes more sense, yeah. actually. You do your chill out in a place that makes you feel most tranquil. I was like, yeah. you went to work? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst place you could go. Yeah. You really and... hate your family. <laughs> Home would be where you would go. No? I mean, I, I don't know. He went to this factory. It's like abandoned. Or thought. even like the places like family burned down or something. I don't know. Some sort of significance. <laughs> yeah. but, like Work. <laughs> work and not even like the office he went to the factory so eventually get the scene where he pulls up to this factory in i guess it's supposed to be a nice car i don't know anything about cars they really focus on it being a nice car yeah that car really comes in multiple scenes yeah i think i read something like they made that car specifically for this movie or something oh, but, okay. yeah. yeah but <laughs> it was very extra <laughs> <laughs> they could have put more effort into the movie and <laughs> so maybe like fast and furious too they were trying to get a lot of genres <laughs> yes they really were because these next couple sequences are so action movie mm-hmm. he gets out of the car and we get the typical slow Batman. pan mm-hmm. of the the hero's face as he's getting out <laughs> he comes across the gin, but the gin looks exactly like him and is like mimicking his movements and reminiscent to the cardboard cutout from earlier yes looks exactly like it and it's like kind of teasing him saying don't do this you could have power i could give you things mm-hmm. and he starts to run away from it and as it gives chase he does like this very strange like roundhouse kick. Unnecessary, but it's really to splash a circle of holy water around him. <laughs> Which is good on him. Like, good smart. Like, at least you made it because the djinn then crashes into, into the holy water yeah. wall. He starts chanting. His chilla begins, it seems. Yes, right? and which yeah. you said he was actually... This is the weird part for me, too, is, like, the priest was, like, once you, like, do this phrase that I teach you, which, again, is an Islamic phrase, why is the priest... Why well, <laughs> like, whatever Exactly. Him. And he's, like, they'll come to you. And I was, like, if it's the phrase that's going to defeat them, why are they coming to you? Like, yeah. that banishes them. So that didn't make much sense either. But basically, he starts saying it, um, and they start, like, basically trying to fool him by, like, showing his, like, wife and everything and her her like making up like a sob story like oh my gosh like i'm okay now and you just come out of the circle you know what i mean just be with me but he's trying to ignore it because he knows it's a trick and, i like how yeah, she this says this isn't a test what are you doing that's a surefire <laughs> way of knowing it's a test so if this happened to you would you believe me this always happens in the movie but it's like the test is starting and immediately they bring in like the most effective thing it's like your daughter comes up to you and is like dad i'm here it's like yeah it's, you know, like, it's, <laughs> in the evil dead it happens when the demons are trying to trick ash yeah. too it's like a very common trope mm-hmm. the one thing that you would imagine the demons would use against you is the first thing that's the first thing they use yeah exactly they act like they have attacked her and she's covered in blood mm-hmm. and in this scene i said she looked like low budget megan fox <laughs> <laughs> she very much looks like megan fox in uh jennifer's body in that last scene in that scene where yeah. she's covered in blood this is weird she These starts like coming at his life too because he's like nah bitch I don't, it's not you i don't believe you yeah. and the head kind of cracks and tilts and then she starts to attack him verbally after this is when the ring of fire happens right yes so why did the ring of fire happen? i don't know holy water i guess turns into fire i don't i i was thinking like is the jinns playing tricks on him or anything like i didn't know if like that was him doing something like it's like his spiritual power or it's like the jinns coming in i mean i guess the fire thing would be the jinns but they they didn't really clarify that while he's in the circle he kind of has like this flashback again this is hard to understand because this movie jumps all over the place with its cuts yeah so he's speaking with the jinn but he's also back in time kind of where his ancestor first met him they're having a conversation that is not great dialogue it's just kind of like why are you here? Why are you doing this? I'm going to do it anyway. Like, nothing significant yeah. comes It's a it. lot of repetitive that. It exactly. happens again later when they're in the house. And yeah. it repeats itself again. And they keep coming back to this house from yeah. earlier. And doing the same exact thing. Yeah. It's just a repetition <laughs> of that. 
that interaction with the I djinn. wish they give the djinn a little bit more plot. Like, why does he hate him so much? I mean, it's like, yeah. this happened a hundred years ago. Get over it. <laughs> exactly. Do something else with your time. Right, because wouldn't it imply that that other guy did succeed at killing the djinn? Yeah. Otherwise, why is he getting revenge? Yeah. Did he kill him? No. I don't think so. I mean, because they see him, like, they show a scene of him, like, dead or something, too. Or yeah. wounded yeah. with his wife or something. Mm-hmm. Another thing about clear. this is, like, there's some action scenes here, but, like, I think it would have been good, but, like, the, their cuts scenes were so weird. Like, the camera's upside down and like there's just so much smoke you don't know what's going on you don't <laughs> no. it's so very just like, dark in the way that they filmed it and it's like right the djinn already has black clouds around it and then they do it in the dark scene it's all too much he tackles the djinn for some reason they're <laughs> they're fighting on the ceiling and he's like just slamming his head in I think the djinn would die at this point he is going for it the uncle is oh, in the remember. asylum. This is when he does the my chilla and is yeah. over and rips the chain off the floor. Yeah, that was really weird. I was like, I thought you <laughs> failed your chilla. You're still doing it. It's like <laughs> I think it implies that because his nephew passed the chilla, like he is set free from it. So now you all fall, then he goes and gets beat up by the djinn anyway? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's my problem. He was strong enough to rip his fucking chains out of the floor, but he couldn't fight the djinn at all. I thought it was going to be like a plot twist, like the yeah. uncle the uncle's is a actually the one. Yeah, that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that the uncle this whole time was just like trying to send Sean off. Yeah, yeah that he was the real villain or something uh-huh. like that. I thought that's where it was going to. I killed their dad. Yeah. Yeah. Me. No, none of that happens. Nope. Instead, we get Sean waking up from his chilla and then running out to his car with the djinn chasing him. It's a weird chase scene where he's being chased by smoke in his sports car. They like really extended the scene. They wanted to show off a car. They wanted to show off a it car. It makes more sense now that you said that they, they yeah. made it specifically for this movie. That, that and the whole time, benefit. he's like, come on, baby, to the car. <laughs> like, dude, it's a sports car. It was so weird, repetitive, too. He's like, he's talking to the car more like sweetly than he does with him. <laughs> Yeah, he's way more into this car than he is to his wife. The car is also pregnant. (laughs) The car was also covered in in scriptures on the inside, right? Yeah, Yeah, I realized that too. I was like, who did that? Or like, that was kind of random. I just thought I missed that in the montage where they were getting ready for the fight. Yeah, I don't remember them doing that, to be honest. I would assume they did it in the montage. And it's supposed to be like a surprise. Like, oh, look, they accomplished that. Because he runs to his house and his house is also covered in these symbols or scripture. It's Arabic, basically. Probably like Arabic verses in the Quran or whatever but again why would the only person who would know how to do that is the priest and why does the why does know he that? know better than him yeah very weird well, there's the final face off it's obvious that it's this a strange is the scene he runs into the house and the uncle is there and this is the part where I thought he was going to stab him yeah I uncle thought the has uncle the knife. Yeah. but wait before that also and during the car sequence it shows like they like keep on like cutting towards the priest dude and he's like in the woods praying or something and yeah. he's just like help me out here throwing but a knife like, at the air yeah I was like what I didn't really understand what the whole point of that was I didn't either is it implied that the djinn he ran into in the forest was actually Gabriel? Yeah, I thought he like prayed for Gabriel to come back to life or something. Yeah, you know something what I mean? like oh, that. Oh, maybe that is what happened. Yeah. yeah. Or then, I couldn't tell if he was like protecting him or something. I would just, it was, it was very confusing. I, like, I feel like the cut was weird because it was in the middle of like that whole chase sequence. Yeah. Plot yeah. twist. The priest was like, the only way to get this djinn Gabriel back to life is if he's the christian angel gabriel <laughs> well that ends up not being true because he's uh jewish we find out in the end yeah a jewish gin and it's the only tie-in to make that logo i mean the logo is pretty cool but it's the only tie-in to make the logo make sense because yeah. it's the yeah. star of david yeah cross and the star moon whatever does it have a name i mean not really i think it just i don't know why that's an islamic symbol to be honest i think it's just because like the moon and this sun i mean the moon represents like a creation of god but okay. yeah it's mm-hmm. taken by a lot of muslim countries so i guess that's kind of been <laughs> the symbol yeah 
Gabriel ended up being Jewish was the only way that they can tie it into that. It yeah. was. It sense. was like a very like, and it was like a post credit scene they did it into. Yeah, they made stuff. it so dramatic. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. like you said, he shows up at the house and the uncle is there and helps him up. You know, buff <laughs> arm shot to get them up. And it's cutting to the priest praying in the woods. We get the sense that because he asked for someone to watch over this boy, Gabriel comes back to life because that's been his job the entire freaking time. In the house, the djinn appears from his own circle of fire thing in the middle of the house. And he is made of molten lava. It's not a way we've seen him before. He quickly dispatches of the uncle. Oh my god. Also, how did he get in the house? I thought there were verses all around the house too. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's just confusing. The whole point was that yeah. they can't get in. Yeah. My favorite thing is that Sean, the entire fight as it's going on with his uncle, is like struggling with holy water <laughs> yeah. forever like, for like oh, way yeah. too he's long. Like filling the sink with a pot and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and then he stumbles like, and runs into the counter and the counter. He's like, oh, oh, I've never cooked in my life. I don't know how pots I've and pans drank work. Water in my I've life. never drank water. <laughs> how does this work? And he's like, we're trying to run. It's like a comedy it, almost. It he's trying to of, run and throw it at the gym. It reminds me of the Evil Dead 2 when Ash is in the kitchen fighting. Himself. Oh yeah, flipping, but at least there's a reason for that one. This one he's just like panicky. Yeah. <laughs> like he hasn't seen this gin a million times already. And then the water ends up not even mattering because it just gets knocked out of his hand and then the gin chokes him. This is one of those very strange cuts you don't yeah. dream within a dream sequences that this movie does. The flashback that happens throughout this whole movie over and over to have the same dialogue again. Yes, and it's <laughs> back to the beginning of his first ancestor actually fighting this. Only this time, it seems like Sean's finally paid attention and noticed that the dagger was left somewhere and the holy water was left somewhere. They battle in this dream world. Upside down. Upside down again. But in the dream world, it looks like Sean defeats the djinn, but then he like wakes up and he's still fighting the djinn. The djinn is still choking him. Still choking him. And he chokes the djinn back. Yeah, suddenly, suddenly he's like woken up with powers. Yes, they're <laughs> choking each other out. They're both into it. They're both into it, you know. <laughs> so much so that they decide to go take a swim outside. and crash outside the window. <laughs> because somehow this man has reached into the past and pulled out holy water. Is that where he got the That's oil? where it <laughs> came from, because he, he spilled the rest on yeah. the ground. So he pulled it from his memory? Yes, he pulled it from the oh, past. Wow. They yeah. jump into that fountain that was panned over very dramatically in the beginning. And, and they Kill the gin like the Yorona. Oh, yes, it's basically the, the same thing because a little bit of the water has gotten into <laughs> the pool. So the whole pool is now blessed. The whole pool is now blessed, and the gin is like freaking out. He doesn't like it. And then he like grabs him and like sinks with him. Fire. Yeah, sinks with him to the bottom of the <laughs> very deep fountain for some fucking reason. The gin didn't even get killed by the holy water. The gin was just like, I made a fire. I hate water. This yeah. is the last place I want to be. <laughs> Any regular water would have killed me. <laughs> This fountain is like six feet deep. And and Sean is drowning in it for some reason. Just so we can get Gabriel to come in and pull him out of the water. And dramatically do some like... Yes, oh my god, we can talk about how much I hate that lassie. But it's just, Gabriel comes in and dramatically, like, magically gives him CPR. The water just comes out of him. And for some fucking reason, he has to take his shirt off. Yeah, I mean, his shirt's just off randomly. And just, I mean, it's the token, like, oh my gosh, like, attractive. Shirtless scene. Yeah. Because all, all these portals are opening and all these different type of looking gins are coming out of them. We get, like, kind of like a octopus looking one. One that you said looks like Loki because he has the horns. Yeah. Seems to be the leader. And I hate how much it is built 
up. Yeah. He's taken off his like little remaining piece of clothing forever. It's just like one little leather shawl, strap. strap. And he just forever <laughs> take it off. I'm just like, yeah. are you gonna wear it? Are you not gonna wear it? And <laughs> Make up your mind. Like, really <laughs> determined looking. And you're like, okay, we're gonna we're about to get a sequence where he kicks everyone's ass, right? This is the part where I thought that the movie was building up the story that a war is coming. Uh, there was so much focus on this one gin that I was like, it's gonna end where there's no final battle and it's mm-hmm. gonna there's gonna be no payoff to this whole story because if it's a war, you're imagining, okay, he's one fighter in this war amongst others who are like him, right? He can't be the only bloodline that has this yeah. guardian power. There's others. There's got to be. Mm-hmm. At least with what makes sense for the, yeah. that backstory that yeah. they're giving it. This ending kind of just plays into that all coming to nothing anyway. Yes, because this Jin basically says, you made an enemy of that one Jin. One. Don't make an enemy of the rest of us. The other Jin's dead, dude. Why'd you have to show up for some beef? Like, <laughs> mind your business. And We don't like him anyway. <laughs> yeah. And immediately this dude, again, because he's revved up for a battle, he just grabs him by the neck, body slams him to the ground and stabs him. And you think he's about to go in on the rest of them and the rest of them are like, oh, it's cool, man. We didn't want any beef. And then go back in their portals. Doesn't even make sense. No. It's, it's like, like, this is why the Jin's hate you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's like, it's turned into like some sort of superhero thing too i'm just like bra <laughs> yes. it's like a very exaggerated yeah. like his sweaty workout macho man yeah scene. honestly the tentacle one could have probably taken him honestly he could just wrap he's just him some up. dude he's just some dude he's the whole movie he's just gotten his ass kicked and choked and i think it's it's strange too because like at the end he has like powers but throughout the movie like jins have been like they can float they can twist people around but now basically like even with that same amount of power, like, why aren't they doing that? Like, why aren't they throwing him back? Why aren't they lifting him up? What, like, it doesn't make any sense. They're being human. Exactly. Like, some, there's, like, uh, the power, like, his power increases, but not to the level that he could even face them, too. So I'm just, like, doesn't make much sense. It, it was <laughs> weird. The priest had Jasmine this whole time. And that, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. Had they told him that they had Jasmine, he wouldn't have done it or something. Like that. <laughs> no, basically, Gabriel, because his whole life is about protecting him and his lineage, hid the wife because he knew she was pregnant because he impregnated her. But <laughs> he takes it so calmly. I would have been, like, bitch. <laughs> you waited the you whole took thing. my wife. I didn't have to do all that. Like, and she was so chill so about bad. it. She's like, "Oh my gosh, hi, how's it going?" Yeah. <laughs> like, everything's fine. Yeah, because she's cheating on him with Gabriel, and he doesn't want him to be suspicious. <laughs> Eric's like, like well, the light bulb just went off. At the beginning of the movie, she makes a, a weird comment about liking one of his coworkers a lot too. Do you remember that? He says something about the promotion. He's like, "Oh my god, I." I like really look up to blah, blah, blah. And she's like, yeah, blah, blah, blah is like really great. And it's a long pause kind of moment. I was thinking that it was going to be a cheating sequence. The whole baby, I can't have kids thing. I thought it was going to turn into a, I didn't cheat on you. I cheated on you. Yeah. But not with your promotion. That was last time. This time it's this <laughs> This time guy. it's a gin. Honestly, they could have got, gotten away with not having that too. Which is like, oh, she can't get pregnant, but she is. Like, why? Yeah. Weird <laughs> backstory. Weird. After we find out she was stolen by Gabriel, it the one year later sequence <laughs> and what? what is so funny about that that's what happened he was taken she was she was taken, she was taken. yeah <laughs> see this movie can't decide what type of movie it wants to be <laughs> the horror itself is that the script is so bad yeah it truly is <laughs> we see that the uncle is become part of the family teaching him about his dad and things like that. The baby then drops his pacifier on the ground, and then as the uncle and the dad both go, Sean, the dad, go to go pick it up for him, the baby, uh, freaking... Force go... Telekinetic. (laughs) Telekinetic. Picks it up. Yes. And they're just like... Puts it back in his mouth. Back in his mouth. I would be like, that's dirty, don't do that. But... They're also silent, and they're all just staring at the wife, too. And that's what, that was a confusing part of me, was like, are they saying he's a guardian, or are they saying that she fucked Gabriel? (laughs) (laughs) She's like... 
awkward. I gotta explain Because they were this. all just staring at her for like a good 10 seconds. And I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> Sean can also like telekinetically grab things. So like, I didn't get if the implication was like their son can do it. That means that he's the guardian. He's the actual chosen one that they've been talking about yeah. this whole time. It's an open-ended question. But chosen one for what? There's no battle. They keep yeah. talking about this battle and this war that's coming. That yeah. It sounds like the djinns, when they showed up, were like, bro, we ain't even trying to fight you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yes. I'm wondering if it's yeah. like, they made it seem like there's like a single guardian in like the entirety of like humanity. But like, I feel like, I don't know if they were trying to be like, oh, like generationally, there's a new guardian or something like that. And then the djinns always try to target that person. That would have made more sense. But I don't all know, the they, djinns, not just this one. Djinn. Exactly. Yeah. So it would just, it didn't really make much sense. So like Buffy, how like <laughs> every generation a slayer is born and right. like all the vampires try to, again, this movie wants to be everything because mm-hmm. you also pointed out it has heavy and I agree, heavy supernatural vibes. Oh, yeah, because it felt like a show. The whole movie has, like, soap opera-y slash, like, TV show vibes mm. that I think it had made more sense that if it was, like, certain lineages yeah. of people, not just this one, but many folk exist with this in their blood where they're defenders of the human mm. race against jinns. But it was, like, this one guy is our only defender, but... The against... uncle was it, but then him, but then his son. But then his son, <laughs> yeah. so, like, who is it? Yes, no one is. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's... But then there's a post credit scene, basically, where, I mean, it just Gabriel's awkwardly talking to the priest and then finds out that Gabriel's Jewish. And yeah. then the priest is like, you could have been a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Way to work that in there. I thought Gabriel's introduction was to be like, he's the angel Gabriel. Turns out he's a jinn. What's his motive, yeah. too? I was like, why are you doing this? You know what I mean? Like, why? Like, what? What? What, what is protect? there to you to like... That's like, true. At the end of the day, why is he protecting this family yeah. so much? Yeah, who put you there? Yeah. God? <laughs> I thought you weren't an angel. Yeah. So, so many questions from this film. But what did you guys think of it? Silence. I mean, like, it was entertaining. I'll say that. And again, I'm happy that, like, there was some sort of, like, there was, to some level, there was some sort of, like, my culture put out there that, never like, usually isn't. So I was happy about that. But, I mean, I think just overall, they had so much potential and they just lost it. And even if this was, like, I think this would work much better as a TV show, to be honest, too. Because then you could cover so much more in much detail. But, like, it just, it didn't meet the requirement you know of what could have been done yeah i guess watching this not knowing anything about jinns i still wouldn't think it's a great movie yeah (laughs) the storyline is cheesy like i kind of got what they were trying to do but Mm. it still fell short somehow yeah i think i would rate it a a 5.5 out of 10 i'd honestly give it a (laughs) 3 yeah i was gonna say like 4.5 because some of the scenes were kind of funny (laughs) yeah they were there's a lot of things there's a lot of plot holes yeah. yeah the story it's just a script itself, to be honest. I think if the script had made more sense, then I think like the other stuff would have just been fine. Because the animation was fine. I think the yeah. jump cuts were kind of excessive, you know, whatever. But like, I feel like with the right script, it would have made sense. But yeah, it just the script felt short. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the superhero thing and yeah. just focus yeah. on the one gin. If it's just this guy's haunted by this yeah. gin, make it a horror movie about that. Exactly. Yeah. I agree with you, though, yeah. with the representation. Yeah. Because we talked about this, too, with the La Llorona episode, that although the movie sucks, I like that more of this is happening. Exactly. It's not just white people all over film. Even though this film was pretty whitewashed. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, you don't know. But it's like, we got to count our wins. Take what we can get, I guess. Which sucks, right? Because like, they don't say the same. We have to No, absolutely not. So So if there's a producer or director, you know, listening to this, like, make a better one. (laughs) Do better. Do some more research. (laughs) God damn. And maybe have some more brown people. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Actually advise on the film that would know. Like I said, Hollywood is like, let's just make the director 
the culture of whatever this movie's about. No, Hollywood does not do that because they... <laughs> so that people believe it. They will cast people who are, like, clearly written as people of color. They'll cast white people. Yeah. They could roles. even have, like, a Middle Eastern, like, Christian priest or something. That would have made more sense to you. Yeah. Mm. But it just, like... <laughs> or he was, like, he was once Muslim and is Exactly. Christian. Just something, something like that. Something to that explain make, that. Yeah. There's so many things that they needed to explain and they didn't, for sure, in this film. I think they thought they were going to have a sequel. <laughs> oh, yeah. You could tell they were going to, like... They kept talking about the war, like you said, that was going to happen, but... A yeah. prequel series of Gabriel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's find out how he does Jenny. How he got there. Yeah. <laughs> Why he choose Judaism? <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to find out. Yeah. It's funny you bring up you brought up Castlevania there in Creepy Content, though, because mm-hmm. I thought the priest in the sequence where he's got the hood mm-hmm. and is standing with the staff and the blade, I felt was very Castlevania. Exactly, yeah. He looks very occult in that scene, yeah. actually, for being a Christian <laughs> pastor or whatever. Yeah. He looks like the type of guy who would tell Quasimodo he's ugly. <laughs> oh that I mean, guy is crazy yeah. i like to think that this is what priests do in their like you know free time you know what i mean just tell people they're ugly <laughs> that and plus i don't know fighting demons and stuff yeah yeah, yeah they're actually really exciting jobs when you think about yeah. Them. yeah exorcisms but should we talk about what scared loki this week i think he was kind of thrown off by the forest scene he shot up from under the table and went outside to see because he thought it was coming from oh no i did not notice yeah. that enrique is the one who pointed it out he's like the bushes are ruffling in the movie and, and he, he like, thinks it's outside yeah. oh he's hilarious well he's he's been an asshole this week so oh, man, the he's asshole. eaten everything so i don't think he's afraid of anything <laughs> he's just hungry <laughs> <laughs> He's like, come here, Jen, I'm going to eat you too. Yeah. <laughs> but do you want to tell us about it, Loki? All right, stop eating our stuff. He's a Jen, he's invisible. Yeah. He said they come in the form of black dogs. Yeah. <laughs> black dogs, black cats, snakes, stuff like that. Black snakes? Yeah, well, not black snakes, but just snakes. Insulate, but yeah. People do not like snakes, usually. Yeah. We want a black cat, too. Is That's that... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just want to adopt black pets is that pretty much it for us here i think so thanks Bilal. Mm-hmm. we appreciate it hope everybody loves you as much as we do oh my gosh thank is you. there uh, anything you want to promote guys continue watching this podcast it's really <laughs> yeah. great if you want to follow me on instagram nature boy billy on tiktok where i'm pretty active you can follow me on bcoke09 so b-c-o-k-e-s-09 i make from pretty depressing and also just be lively content hopefully we'll give you some laughs but yeah thank you guys so much for having me yeah thanks for coming <laughs> yeah thanks for being on. we'll link all his info yeah in the show notes if you guys do want to follow along my linkedin as well (laughs) if you're looking to hire (laughs) as usual we hope you guys had a good time here you could follow us pretty much anywhere at shaken not scared pod except on twitter on twitter we're shaken scared pod send us an email at shaken not scared pod at gmail.com you can support the show on patreon we'll name our next drink after you with mentions on our website where the drink page will live forever you can listen to us on all your favorite podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, a bunch of others. Give us a listen. Give us a follow. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, review. Do it. Just do it. It's nice. It would make my day. <laughs> all right. Okay, thanks. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs>